Hey, this is Andrea, and you're listening to the City Heart Podcast. We hope that this series inspires you, challenges you, and propels you to dive deeper into your relationship with God. Enjoy the message. We're starting a new series today, and I am really, really excited about it uh, because it's, it's going to help us to frame where we're going from here, right? And, and it's simply enough, the series is called Forward. It's called Forward. It's going to show us where we're going from here, right? And so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up your Bibles with me. They're going to throw that title up on the screen so we all can see forward, right? And if you, if you can, uh, turn with me to 1 John 1 and verse 5. 1 John 1 and verse number 5. 1 John 1 and verse 5, kicking off this new series called Forward. Forward. 1 John 1 and 5 reads like this. It says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If you have something, leave it there in that First John 1. We're going to uh, get in a lot into that today. But man, at least something there and turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, and we're going to look at verses 8 through 14. Ephesians chapter 5, looking at verses 8 through 14. Ephesians 5, 8 through 14, reads like this, I'm reading from the NLT. It says, for once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. You have light from the Lord. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. That is why it is said, awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will will give you light. I'm speaking a message today in this new series forward called Walk Again. Walk Again. Bow your heads, let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you so much for this day. Lord, I thank you that this is a day that you have made, and Lord, we will rejoice and be glad in it. God, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is here, that your presence is here, and Lord, that covers over, Lord, any imperfections, it covers over, Lord, any mistakes, it covers over any technical difficulties that we might face, Lord, in this sermon, Lord, and even in our lives. God, I pray that your Spirit would move. Lord, I decrease in this moment that you might increase. 
Lord, I submit myself to your will, and we all do, Lord, that we might hear a word today that will encourage us and challenge us, Lord, and push us even closer to you, God. I pray that it would affect our hearts today, Lord, that it would affect how we think and how we speak and the things that we do, God, that it would pervade, God, and affect every single part of us. For, Lord, your word is true, and it is good, and it is everything that we need to live in this world. So, God, we thank you for your word. Lord, as we take a look into it, Lord, I pray that it blesses us all. And it's in your son Jesus' name we all say together, amen. At the top of this year, right, the very top of this year, the very top of 2020, literally the first message I preached in 2020, I asked you a question. What would it look like if you lived your life in the light? What would it look like if you lived your life in the light? And somebody said, hey, it says that on your shirt. You're right. <laughs> He's going still next week. I'm modeling it for you today in case you didn't know. What would it look like if you lived your life in the light? This is the first message, and this is honestly, it was our, it's our theme for the year as the church was into the light. That's why we ask that question. What would it look like if you lived your life in the light? If God were to shine a light into your life and, and if he were to illuminate, if, if he were to reveal, if he was to uncover, if he was to expose and brighten every place of darkness, would you be comfortable with that? You can say no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to say no, it's okay. <laughs> right? What would it look like if you lived your life in the light? What would it look like if every single part of you, your entire life, everything about you was in the light? First John 1, 5, 6, read it earlier, says, look, this is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light, right? His very existence, who he is, what he personifies is light, right? In him, there is no darkness at all, none whatsoever. There's no darkness in God. Have you ever heard anybody say, man, there's, there's only darkness in religion or there's only darkness in Christianity or there's only darkness connected to God and, and all this stuff? Actually, there's no darkness in him at all. But, and, and the thing that it goes on to, to, to talk about us, right? So if we claim to have fellowship with him, big word there, fellowship. If we claim that we are connected to him, that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie. Now, notice here that it doesn't say that you are light. It doesn't say that that you are light. It doesn't say that, that you have no imperfections, that there is no darkness. It doesn't say that. When we read this verse, it's really easy to kind of pick that up and feel like, well, this means that there's, there should never be any darkness in my life ever. That'd be great, but we're human. And, and, and we have an enemy that's literally trying all the time to shove darkness into our face and bring darkness into our lives. But look what it says there. It says, if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie 
and do not live out the truth. What it's really saying to us here is that God is light, and if we're going to have fellowship with him, if we're going to be connected to him, if we're going to live like him, if we're going to be like him, then really we should be doing all that we can to stick every little part of us into the light of who he is. Not that we're light, not that we are, because we're not God. But every part of us should be doing everything that we can to be connected to him. Should be like a Lego block trying to get, like, right? He's trying to get hold. When you, know, when, you know, when you put the glue on there and you're trying to not move, we should be like that. Trying everything that we can to get as, as close to God as we can. As, as, man, as much in fellowship with him as we can. And so when we ask that question, what would it look like if you lived your life in the light, in the array of God, in all that he's doing, look, that's really what we're asking. And I get that that is a hard question. When you read this first John 1, 5, 6, man, it's a hard scripture to read, right? Because it, what it does is it brings to the forefront the fact that there are some darkened areas in our lives, that there are some areas that are a little shadowy, there are areas that are, man, that we're not living our lives fully in the light. It's, it's just, man, it's a quick check. If you're saying that God is light, and if we're, having, if we're supposed to be in fellowship with him, and if we're not doing that, if we're not walking in that, then we lie. Ooh, that's tough. But really, it, it, we, we should be grateful and thankful that it helps to help us to see and to correct and to observe and to examine the places in our lives where we might not have it together. Can I get an amen right there, right? We're not living our lives fully in the light. We're actually, some of us, we're walking in darkness. We're walking next to darkness. Or really, our fellowship, if we think about it, might be a little bit more on the side of darkness than it is on the side of God as light, some parts of our lives, right, we shield on purpose. And there are some areas that we think are lit, lit, right? <laughs> some parts of our lives that we think are lit when they are not. They're not lit, right? There are some closed doors. There are some shadows. There are some, man, there's some dark spots that, man, that seem to inject and surround and often engulf our lives. Can we be honest today? There, there are some things that we're still working on, but if we're honest, look, there are some things that we tolerate, and there are things that we allow, or there's, man, we, we, we accept some dark ways, or we accept some dark ideas, or we accept some dark behaviors that fall beneath God's standard of light. They fall beneath God's standard for our lives, and in doing so, what we do is we give room. We give room to habits, and we give room to vices, and we give room to issues that lead us even further away from the light of God and into darkness. I know it's a tough message. I'm sorry. We're walking in darkness sometimes, and in that darkness, when we're away from the light, we struggle. And I'll be honest with y'all today, we struggle there. We struggle in sin. And we struggle with issues like idolatry, putting men, making people or things idols in our lives. We struggle with things like pride. We struggle with things like greed or ignorance or selfishness or hate 
or laziness, which brings about feelings of shame and feelings of guilt. Anybody ever felt that? Right? And, and so what you get when we allow even just a little bit of darkness in our lives, right, then it, it leads it, us into, man, this cycle that's, that just leads us further and, and, and further and, and further into darkness. And, and, and what happens with that shame and guilt, man, we start to internalize those things. And then slowly, and for some of us quickly, man, those things start to manifest themselves externally. And it starts to affect our job. And it starts to affect our spouses. And it starts to affect our kids. And it starts to affect our parents. And it starts to affect our friends. It starts to affect literally every facet of our lives. And so we end up in a place where we're not living what we talked about earlier this year. We're not living a whole life. We're not living a life that's whole. We're not living a life that is holy. And we're not living a life that is healthy. We're not living a life that it's whole. There's some parts missing or some things we know are missing. We're not, we're not living a life that is holy because we've, we've allowed these things to come in. And so we move further and further and further and further away from God. And that leads us to doing things that are not healthy. It's like we're stuck in a cycle of bondage. If y'all remember, the series that I taught after Into the Light was a series called Chainbreaker. We talked about what darkness can do and how darkness brings chains onto our lives and how, man, we have the ability, right, through, through Christ to break those chains, that he's the one that came and broke the chains off of our lives forever. And, 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 but here's the thing about it, right? The, the word says, hey, do not put yourself back under the yoke of bondage again. And we do that when we start to allow and to tolerate and, 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 to, and to let run free darkness in our lives. Those things start to come back. And, and before you know it, you've got chain links starting to form again on your life. You've got shackles that start to show up in different areas that you didn't intend for them to show up in. You thought you were okay, but here's the thing about it. I thank God that he does not leave us there that he does not leave us in the place of bondage, that he does not leave us in a place of chains where, where we're broken and hurting and by ourselves and in places where, man, we, we internalize and then externalize what's going on with us. But the Lord God has infinite grace and mercy for us, and he provides a way of escape from the darkness. Thank you, God. But it's up to us to choose light. That's something that falls on us. There are dark days and there are dark times, but we have a choice to choose the light. And that's why we look, we read 1 John 1, 7. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And look what Jesus does. The blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. So all that darkness that was in, if we would choose to walk in the light, if we would make that decision, he actually does the work to cleanse us from what's going on, to cleanse us and to, and to heal us from all those things that come. And look, you can think, well, pastor, I mean, come on, based on that, 
that's that's great. But before that, I don't know if I even want to be in the light if it's going to expose all that stuff. Do you know what's in my closet? It's not any worse than my closet. Promise you that. So we asked that question, what would it look like if you lived your life in the light? What would it look like if you lived your life in the light? And that was January. And this is September, about to be October. And needless to say, a few things have happened in that span of time. Just a few. Just a smidge of things have happened since then. But here's the thing about it. You know what? I'm still determined that we would all still be about the work of eradicating the darkness in our lives this year. That we would still be about the business of, man, you know what, Lord? Go ahead and put me in the light. I, look, I know it's going to hurt a little bit, but Lord, I need that stuff taken out. I need it out of my life, man, not just once. And man, you know what? I recognize that. I mean, I got to keep and continuously doing the work to, to come even further into the light. I, I mean, I have to keep doing that. In 2020, PK, you sure this year? Come on, now, anything can happen. You turn around, it's like fire tornadoes happening now. Like in 2020, you sure? Yes, this year. This is the right year for that, yes. I believe there's still opportunity for us to go forward this year. In order to do that, though, right, I'm saying we're going to have to bring our sins, we're going to have to bring our flaws, we're going to have to bring our weaknesses, our past, right, even our goals, our dreams, and our aspirations, our entire life, right, into the light, all of it, all of who we are, into the light. We need that light shining into the darkness in our lives so that we can complete the work of eradicating the darkness. And even when the enemy comes, we are carrying so much light that it's like, man, it's like a reflector shield is going back. He's trying to send darkness and it's going back out because we're carrying so much light. And in that light is purity. And in that light is clarity of vision. And in that light is transparency in our lives that when other people see us, they're like, man, I want to be like that person because I knew the darkness that they carried before, but there's something different about them now. There's a light that's shining in their life that I need in mine, and I came to encourage you today that you can still make that happen this year. That You can still make that happen this year. And internally, look, if you know right now in this moment that, man, a big part or even, uh, even a small part of your life is in the darkness you might be asking yourself, well, man, I was, I was working on some stuff. Man, I, man, it was right around top of February. Man, I was doing good, Pastor. I was, man, I was shining a whole lot of light. I had a magnifying glass, and I was helping the light reach some of those areas in my life. And you might be asking yourself the question, man, what happened? Like what? I was doing so, come on, right? I was doing so good in that one area, and now I'm looking like it's September, October now, and I'm just like, man, what happened? Yeah, COVID happened, all that stuff, but outside of that, what happened? What happened? What, see, see, what had happened was, <laughs> what had happened was, right, you stopped walking. You stopped walking. Spiritually, you stopped producing. 
You stopped building or you stopped strengthening or you stopped mastering. Maybe you stopped writing or executing, right, the work that God was doing in and through your life, through his light. We just stopped, right? It reminds me of the story of, of, of Jonah. God gives Jonah a job. Hey, I want you to go to Nineveh and tell them I'm, I'm about to bring judgment on them for the evil that they're doing in their lives. And Jonah's like, He's like, Lord, I, I'm, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I really don't want to do that. And what does Jonah do, man? He goes and runs and he gets on the boat. He goes, literally the word says he goes in the opposite direction of God. A lot of us, when the Lord says, hey, I want you to deal with that darkness, what do we do? Well, you know, I'm just going to take it. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave on that note. Why? Because it's hard to say, man, I'm going to go deal with that darkness in my life. It's hard to say, man, I'm, I'm going to shine a light on my life. It's hard for us to say that. But that's what the Lord is calling us to do at this time. And, and I love what happens. Jonah right, obviously goes through a process. He gets thrown off a boat. He gets swallowed by a fish. And then, right, it's in that moment when he's, he's praying, God, can you just please save me? I recognize what, what, like that I was supposed to do something, but I stopped doing it. Or I was supposed to go somewhere. You told me to do and produce and execute and strengthen and build and write and do certain things. And I just went in the opposite direction. It was in that moment where he said this. He said, look, Jonah 2, 4, he says, I have been banished from your sight. I, I almost want to change that. Look, I've been banished from your light. I love what he says. He says, yet I will look again to your holy temple. What is he saying? Man, look, I'm going to, man, I, oh Lord, I, I recognize that, that, you know what, I messed up and I, and I looked and, and I can see what happened as I stopped walking and doing what you asked me to do. But you know what, Lord? Man, I'm gonna, I'm, man, I gotta look again at what you asked me to do. Man, I gotta go back to, to, to man, the, the root of what you asked me to do and go do that work. Man, I'm gonna look again to your holy temple. And I'm saying that to us. Maybe this is a moment right now. If, if you were going on a good path and you stopped walking, right? And, and you stopped building and you stopped executing and you stopped strengthening and you stopped, man, maintaining and you, you stopped writing and you stopped executing on what God has told you. Maybe this is a point in time right here in this message right now where the Lord is saying, I want you to look again. I want you to walk again. Don't wallow where you are. Just walk again. Don't look. I get it. Yeah, you messed up. Okay, fine. Walk again. Uh, we, we, I, I do this with, with, with my girls. Y'all know I got, I got two girls, and, and, and my little ones, you know, my big one did this a lot. My little one starts to do it too, where it's like you make a mistake, and then, and, and, you know, instead of just, hey, or, or, you know, you're climbing something or you're getting on something and you fall, and, and instead of picking themselves back up and trying again, sometimes, you know, they stop and they want to fuss and, oh my, oh my leg, oh my, look. You know what? I get it. It hurts. And, and it's not what you wanted. It, it's not the outcome that you meant to have. But you know what I want you to do? I want you to go ahead and try it again. I want you to pick yourself up and go ahead and try it again. Man, I, I want you to walk again. Yeah, you were running, and you were running for a minute. And, then, and, and you know what? You fell. Yeah, you fell. You know what I tell my girls? 
Walk it off. Walk it off. You know what? It's still going to hurt. But if you start walking again, you'll stop thinking about it. If you start walking again, you'll stop thinking about the pain. Actually, you'll, you'll start focusing back on the mission that God gave you. You'll start focusing back on what he told you to do. It's time to walk again. There's still opportunity to go forward, right? Ephesians 5, 8, 9 says, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live. If you look in certain uh, translations of that, it actually says walk. So walk as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Why am I telling you to go again? Because I want you to get back to the goodness that you want in your life. I want you to get right. I want you to get back to, to the right things in your life. I want you to get back to the truth of who I've called you to be. Walk again. Start producing, start building again, start strengthening again, start mastering again, start writing again, start executing again. Go forward. Well, Pastor, you, did, you, did you have a typo? You, you said forward. No, I said for, F-O-U-R, on purpose. Yes, for, right? And I did it on purpose, right, because we just celebrated our four years as a ministry, Right? We're, and, and we're actually, if you think about it, we're about to enter the fourth quarter of this year. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big numerology person, right? But, but, but in the Bible, the number four is actually tied to creation. The actual meaning of it is creation, right? And creation, if you think about it, really is another word for production, it's another word for producing, right? Look, on the fourth day of creation, right, you read Genesis 14 through 19, right, we see God set in, Genesis 1, 14 19, right, you see God set into motion and establish what we know as the physical universe. It's on the fourth day, right, where he, cre- he produces and creates the sun, the moon, stars, and the entire universe. It's on that fourth day where he created and produced what we know is our existence on that day. Also, if you look into Genesis, right, he names four rivers that come out of the Garden of Eden, right? Their names are Pisan, Gihon, Hidekel, and the Euphrates. I jacked those names totally up, but y'all know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> but if, right, if you look up the meaning of those words, those four rivers that flow out of Eden, what do they mean? They mean increase, bursting forth, rapid and fruitfulness. Maybe it's in this fourth season, this fourth quarter of your life, this fourth year of what we're doing, where we're going to see the increase, where we're going to see the bursting forth, where we're going to see the faithfulness, where we're going to see the rapid succession of God. There's something about the four. Maybe with all we've experienced in the first three quarters of this year, you may have given up. (laughs) You may have felt like, man, these first three quarters of this year, whoo, you felt like darkness has creeped its way back into your life, that, that, that somehow, man, you stopped or maybe you slowed down from producing or creating all of the good and all the rights and all the true you were meant to this year. You had plans, 2020 going to be my year. It can still be your year. But now we're in the fourth quarter. I've been watching the NBA, watching my Celtics. Please hold on for one more game, right? Please help us get to one more game, right? But, man, there's something about the fourth quarter that changes 
how people play. I don't know, there's something psychological about when we get into the, into the fourth quarter of a football game that people, man, it's like, oh, there's, there's this sudden movement. There's a sudden energy, right? It's, it's that bursting forth. It's like, you know, now we got to play. Now we have to be for real in, right, in the fourth quarter, right? So it's the perfect time to really start producing again. It's, it's the perfect time, right, to, to start creating again. I love 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. Look, leave the first three quarters of the year where they were. The new is here. The new is here. It's time to go forward. It's time to walk again, to walk in the light as he is in the light. Right? Ephesians 5.8, read it earlier, it says, for once you were full of darkness, But now you have light from the Lord, so live or walk as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. I love verse 10. This is carefully determine what pleases the Lord. If you're going to walk, and I want you to walk again, you're going to have to do it in the right way. You're going to have to do it probably not how you did it the first time. You're going to have to understand the specifics. You're going to have to understand what it takes to really start walking again, right? If, if you were physically injured, if you ever see people that are physically injured, maybe they served in the military or things like that, right? And, and you see them where they have to start walking again, or they had a physical injury that maybe has taken their arms or their capacity. What, what physical therapists and my physical therapists will call me out who are here in the room, right? If I'm saying this wrong, but what they want you to focus on is your core. If you're going to get back to walking again, what, what activates any of the, our limbs and our legs, the most important part of you is your core, right? That's the central and most important, really the most important part of your body. It's where the majority of your organs are, right? It's where the majority of your strength is going to come from is from your core. And so the core is so important because it really helps you to move and to walk in the way that you're supposed to. So what we're going to do over the next few weeks is we're going to focus on our core values as a church, which really, I promise you, if you would adopt them, could become some core values for your life. That as we begin to to say, okay, Lord, I want to walk again, I'm ready to walk again, that you would actually, man, you'd build this up so much and you'd be so strong in what God has told you to do that, man, you know how to walk well in this season. In order to start walking again, though, and answering that question, what would it look like if you lived your life in the light, right? We have to look at the core. We have to look at that. But before we get there, before we get there, in order to walk again, you have to take a first step. Hear me. If you're going to walk, I don't care who you are, every walk starts with a step. That first step for us is to repent, to say, Lord, I'm sorry for jacking up the first three quarters. I'm sorry, Lord, for how I may have entered even into today, whether it's a mindset, it's been my actions, it's been my attitude, it's, it's, man, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been my drive. Whatever stopped me from producing Whatever stopped me from creating, whatever darkness I allowed to start creeping into my life, whether it was a person, a place, or a thing, 
Lord, I repent. Sometimes we don't want to do that part. We, we don't want to do the, the repent part. And actually, the word talks about, man, if, 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 you don't, if you don't acknowledge that you're not in the light, you're, you, the word, we read it earlier that you're actually lying to yourself. If you think you are, you actually aren't. And I'm saying what we have to do is, say, is repent. We have to start to turn so that we can walk. We have to take that first step. We have to take that first step. Look, Ephesians 5, 11, 14 says this. It says, take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. What is repenting? It's literally exposing what is dark in your life and making a choice to turn away from those things. It goes on to say, this is shameful to even talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. I don't want to know. Bible 13 says, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. And this is why it is said, awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. This is a call and an encouragement for us to walk again, to walk again. It's time to walk again. If you stopped, if you pulled up, if you hesitated, if you got distracted, it's time to walk again. Those things that were dark in your life, it's time to shine the light on those things again and say, you know what, Lord, I was working on this, but you know what, I recognize that I dropped the ball. But God, in this moment right now, I'm ready to shine a light on these things again. I'm ready to shine a light on my past. I'm ready to shine a light on my issues, on anything that, that is dark, man, has been dark, whatever it is, God. Man, I want to repent right now. We're going to do that literally right in this moment. Man, I want everybody to bow your heads. We're going to just pray and repent to God. And look, if you need to write it down, go ahead and write it down, whatever it is. I don't, again, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't, I don't need to know what it is. It's between you and God. But in this moment, we're saying, Lord, would you shine your light on us? Lord, would you expose those things? Would you illuminate them? Would you make them bright so that I can see and I can know maybe where I messed up before? God, would you bring full visibility to it? Because, Lord, I want to live free. I want to live in true freedom. I want to live what, in what is good and right and true. I want to live a life that is whole, that is holy, and that is healthy. And, Lord, I recognize that I strayed from that. But, Lord, it's time for all of us to walk again. So, Lord, we repent of our sins. We repent of our wrongs, of everything that we might have put down, of when we went opposite of the direction that you told us to go in. God, we repent right now. Lord, forgive us, please, of not following your will and not following your way and not following your instructions and not following your plan and not living according to your word going to places where we should have, we know we shouldn't have gone, saying things 
that we should not have said, Lord, harboring even feelings in our hearts, aligning ourselves with people and, and things that have become idols for us. God, we repent right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that you sent your son as a rescuer for us, as someone that came to save us, God, that not, man, not that we would just expose those things, God, but it was through Jesus that our sin is purified, that we are washed clean. God, would you wash us again today so that we can walk in your will? Lord, we're grateful that we can turn to your word to examine ourselves and recognize where we are so that we can follow you. Thank you for listening to this message. If you want to hear more about this series or learn more about our church, check us out at cityheartjackson.com or follow us online at cityheartjxn.com.